Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited to be with you this morning. Um, if it makes you feel better, this can be my first time preaching online in the same way it might be your first time uh, watching online. But I'm, honestly, I'm very excited that God provides these kind of um, ways of still connecting, even despite everything that's going on. And so I'm excited to be here with you this morning. I'm excited to bring a message. Um, Pastor David and his family are still in Arizona. They're still getting broke, packed up and ready to come home. Um, their school uh, has chosen to close down, but to do their classes online. So anyway, just keep them in your prayer. We would really appreciate that. And I know they would. I'm excited to have them back with us soon. Um, so with that, why don't we jump into the message. I'm going to open up in prayer first, and then we'll get started. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for technology that allows us to stay united especially in times like these. We also pray that you would give us ears to hear your word this morning, uh, a fresh word that feeds our souls and strengthens our hearts and keeps our eyes fixed on you and the things you're calling us to do in this season and at this time for your kingdom. So Holy Spirit, come. Guide and direct our time together. May it be fruitful and rich. In your name, amen. So I was thinking on all the all the things that are going on right now, it's kind of a crazy time um, for our church, for a lot of people. We're also doing a lot of new things we haven't done before, which I like. I think it's good. Um, it's during times like these that make me wonder, as a believer, as a child of God, as someone, as a person of faith, um, when an obstacle comes my way, what do I do with that? When something comes my way that is difficult, that I can't easily get past? I think it's a good question to ask is, instead of just reacting to it, but actually ask the question, what do I do with this obstacle? So the message for this morning is just real simple, and we're gonna be teasing out that question this morning, is devil can't get me down. I don't remember where I heard this from, but I remember hearing it, someone say it, where they were going through a hard time and they said, but the devil's not gonna get me down, devil can't get me down. And I thought to myself, I think that's a perfect title for this morning's message in terms of the things that we're gonna talk about and see what God's word has to say. So I wanna hover on this question for a little bit. What do you do with an obstacle? More importantly, as a child of God, what do you do with an obstacle? This reminds me of my daughter, Jocelyn, because she has this cute little book series that start with the titles, What Do You Do With A? So, for instance, one of them is, What Do You Do With a Problem? Or, What Do You Do With a Chance? And then the little books kind of go into positive ways of handling these kinds of situations. Well, it's in times like these that literally we're going through right now that I wonder, Chris, as a child of God, what do you do with an obstacle? This is an important question because we all face obstacles, things that get in our way, mess up our plans, and require workarounds. Jesus said, and I think it's pretty clear, in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus, our, our master, our Lord, gave us a heads up that the Christian life is going to come with trouble. That means that workarounds are part of the Christian life. Being persistent and resourceful is part of what it means to have faith. The Bible says things like, we walk by faith. We know in part. And it's only not, it's not going to be till later that we see how it all fits into God's perfect plan. 
So until that day comes, we have to ask the question and we also have to answer the question, what do I do with an obstacle when it comes my way? Well, I can think of three things we shouldn't do. So let's start there. Let's talk about three things we shouldn't do. First is we shouldn't let obstacles make us hard. When I was in elementary school, I remember uh, the teacher showing us this really cool science experiment that a lot of you may be familiar with, but if not, I'll explain it, where the teacher just took some cornstarch and it's like this little powdery substance and they, and they added some water to it and it turned into kind of like this like gel or kind of goo. What was fascinating though is what the teacher said, what's interesting about this, the structure and the makeup when you add water to cornstarch is if you hit it really hard, it stiffens. But if you go really slow, it kind of, the finger will kind of just like go into it. And it was, that was the only difference is if you hit it hard, it stiffens. If you go slow, it makes it flexible. In the same way, as a child of God, when an obstacle comes my way, one of the things I have to be careful not to do is to make it make me hard on the inside, to make me very inflexible and closed off to what the Holy Spirit might be sharing with me or trying to get me to do. Or maybe, or, or the enemy might be trying to get me to cut myself off from people completely. But the key here is that we are not supposed to be like cornstarch with water. We are not supposed to be falling into uh, the trap of becoming hard when an obstacle comes our way. Another thing we shouldn't let it do when an obstacle comes our way is to make us mean. <laughs> this is an easy one. Oftentimes when an obstacle comes our way, we're feeling like we're under the pressure. You know, we're under the gun. And a lot of times it may make us feel really mean and ornery towards people. Um, I know there are people even in grocery stores, you can tell when they're stressed because usually when you accidentally bump into someone in the grocery store, like, you know, happens, um, most people, they will usually be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or they'll kind of give you that weird look like, hey, whoa, what are you doing? But you also run into those people that even just getting close to them or accidentally bumping them immediately triggers anger and they get mean in the same way. When an obstacle comes our way as a child of God, our first instinct might to get hard or to become mean, but we have to catch that and we have to make sure that we do not uh, 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 turn to those things or those type of attitudes or reactions when an obstacle comes our way. That, that is not befitting as a child of God. The third one is you shouldn't become afraid. And I don't know if you can see it because the, the text might be too small for you, but just as afraid. We shouldn't become afraid. There's nothing wrong with feeling fear. In fact, in many ways, fear is good for us. It gets us on high alert. It helps trigger some problem solving. Um, there's a lot of things about fear that are really good blessings in our lives, but we're not supposed to stay there. When an obstacle comes our way, we're, it's okay to, to, to let fear kind of get you going, but you are not supposed to let fear dominate you. It's not supposed to shut you down because when that happens, you get stuck. And then you do end up starting becoming hard and mean, even though I believe in your conscience, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you, hey, this isn't you. This doesn't, this doesn't represent me well. I've got other things, other ways that I would have you react or have you respond to this obstacle that are better for you. So just be careful of fear. Fear is a normal thing to fear, but what we have to make sure is we don't stay there. We don't stay in a place of fear, much less let it hound us or, or, or cause us to um, shut down. So those are three things that we shouldn't do as a child of God when we face an obstacle. It should not make us hard and inflexible. It should not make us mean towards people. And it should not make us afraid when it comes to what should we do next.
These are three ways we should not respond. And honestly, if we do respond this way, the problem is they could get the best of us. And if, if, if a situation or obstacle gets the best of you, not only is that bad in the moment, it actually makes you weaker for next time. What ends up happening is if, if, if that obstacle wins this time, then I guarantee you the next obstacle, you're probably gonna lose even faster the next time another obstacle comes around. So it's really important that we, that we overcome our obstacles as they come our way because they can either make us weaker or they can make us str uh, stronger for the next, next obstacle that comes our way. So I wanna show you a better way. What does the Bible say when it comes to obstacles? Is how does God say I should respond? One of the reasons I love God's wisdom is because I know it's always perfect and God's wisdom will make me strong if I follow it. The Bible says he arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. This is like one of my favorite verses. When I was a new believer, I came across this and it was the first uh, scriptures I memorized because I thought this was awesome. God doesn't just arm me with strength, but then he makes my way perfect. I don't know about you, but that's awesome. So not only can I trust God to give me strength, I can also trust him to make a way. And I love that. So what can we do or what should we do when an obstacle comes our way as a child of God? First thing is let it reveal your true colors. Now, some of you might go, oh, I was not expecting that to be the first one. The reality is that obstacles are used by God. They're one of God's methods for actually showing us where we're at in our Christian walk and maturity. He doesn't want us walking in delusion. He doesn't want us puffed up with pride. So he brings obstacles and difficulties our way to actually show us our true colors that maybe where we really need to grow. How many times have we prayed, search my heart, O God, and see if there is any offensive way in me from Psalm 139? A lot of you, a lot of us have prayed that prayer, but what we never realize is that God brings obstacles as an answer. Sometimes he doesn't just answer that right in your heart immediately. A lot of times he's okay, you prayed the prayer. Let me show you what I see in your walk that's offensive. And he brings an obstacle because when an obstacle comes, that's when our true colors are revealed. St. Augustine once said, and I want you to listen to this. I wish I had put it up. I apologize. But I want you to listen to this. St. Augustine once said, even when good and bad men suffer alike, how they differ suffers. For example, in the same fire, gold will gleam, but straw will smoke. Or the same shaking that makes fetid water, like in a pail, maybe like really gross water in a pail, if you shake it, in that same shaking motion, if it was a, a, a pail of gross water, it, it puts off this really nasty odor. Well, the same way, that same shaking with the bottle of perfume is going to put off this wonderful odor. Augustine's point is this. It's times like these that make me wonder, which one am I? That when God starts shaking things, what's coming out of my life? The fetid odor? or the sweet aroma of Christ. I think even more important than that is which one am I determined to be? Because I'm going to be honest with you, there are sometimes God shakes my life and odor comes out. And it's a wonderful point where I can look at my true colors and go, okay, God, that hurts. That's hard to see. 
but I am still determined to grow through this. I'm determined the next time you shake me that something sweet's going to come out. And I think many times it's not just about seeing your true colors. It's also about determining the type of person you want to be so that you can get through that obstacle in the best kind of way or the next time it comes around, you've learned from it. So what can we do with an obstacle? Well, one, let it review, let it reveal your true colors. Go ahead, let it do its work. That's part of the purpose. But let's look at another one. When an obstacle comes your way, let it turn you towards Christ. One of the reasons God brings an obstacle is it's a way of him letting you know you can't fix this one on your own. You don't have enough strength. You could rack your brain. You could lose your sleep. You could take it out on your family. But at the end of the day, what he's trying to say is I brought something your way that's supposed to be turning you to me. It's supposed to be reminding you of me and pressing you into me. I love what King David once wrote. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? When the foundations, when everything seems like it's falling apart, what can the righteous do? And he says, take refuge in the Lord. That is not a passive response. When stuff around me is going on that I can't control and it's making me anxious and nervous, one of the best things I can do is let it turn me to the Lord so that I take refuge in him. Because when we take refuge in the Lord, it's not just about seeking his protection, though that may be first. It's also once you have that sense of peace and protection, you can start interceding and cooperating with him about what the solution might be. I love when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus didn't just give them a prayer for the good times, but the way he says we're supposed to pray is supposed to be for all the time, including obstacles as well. Have you ever considered the Our Father prayer? is not just for when it feels good. The Our Father prayer is also for when you're facing an obstacle. That is when you're supposed to be praying. It will guide you. Our Father, who art in heaven, not this situation, in heaven. I revere your name. I'm not afraid of this. I'm I, I, in fear. I come to you. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever's going on, this obstacle, I am calling down your will into this situation. And then you ask for your daily bread. God, give me what I need to partner with you today and not just to live in fear. And then forgive me in any ways I have been responding in a really poor and unchristlike way. And also let me forgive those who have sinned against me during this time. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of people in stores right now that aren't so nice. We got to learn not just receive God's forgiveness for falling short, but we also have to be willing to extend forgiveness and cleanse our heart by, by those around us who are falling short. And then, of course, the ending, which is lead us not into temptation. Don't let us keep falling into the same trap and deliver us from the evil one who doesn't want us to grow. Turning to Christ is the best thing you can do with an obstacle. We should not be afraid of obstacles because it's just another reason to turn to Jesus. For example, this week has been a crazy week, as I'm sure it has been for all of you. But even on the church side of things, it's been a crazy week. I had a lot of things to do, and a lot of it was not going the way that I had expected. So what did I do? Did I take it out on the staff? Well, maybe, I don't know, but they're not here, so they can't say whether or not. Did I let, did I let it raise my blood pressure? 
Did I punch a hole in my computer screen even though there were times where I wanted to? No. I turned to Jesus and asked for help. And then felt like literally I asked, Jesus, this is so overwhelming. I do not know what to do right now. I asked Jesus for help. And I actually got this, this, this idea, text my wife and ask her to pray for me. So I did. And do you know what happened after I just followed that little leading? I felt better. And do you know what also happened? Stuff started going right. I don't know how to explain it. It just did. Turning to Christ was the turning point that turned everything else around. This is important because we're all in many ways facing a big obstacle. And the world can react however they want to. But as Christians, we know how we're supposed to react, which is we are supposed to be turning to Christ because he is the answer. He is our protection, but he is also the turning point for whatever this obstacle is. And I believe we are supposed to be partnering with him in that way, not just during this time, but all the time. So what's the, another thing you can do with an obstacle? The third thing you can do. First, let it reveal, let it reveal your true colors where you need to grow. As it's kind of pushing up against you, let it turn you to Christ in prayer. And then lastly, let it make you an even better person. Let it make you an even better person. It's times like these that forge the kind of person you want to be. They give us the opportunity. Who hasn't imagined some best version of themselves acting heroically in a situation? We all do it. Where we get in our minds of like, if I was in this situation, I'd be like that. <laughs> it really always comes down to this. Will we be one of those people who shrinks back in fear? Or are we going to be somebody who moves boldly in love? That as a believer, you do not have to just live in the imagination of your mind of the kind of person you want to be. I believe that you can start acting that way right now, today. Be who you see in your mind God is calling you to be. And as you do that, you will begin to become that person more and more. It's times like these that forge the kind of person you want to be. Jesus boldly came down in our time of greatest need. We never knew how much God loved us or how great his love was until we were in that place of greatest need. So it is with all the people around us, my friends. Great need just means great opportunity for great love. Because that's what true love does. When the going gets tough, love does not retreat. It rises up. When the world grows dark and selfish and afraid, that's when we come and knock on their doors, check to see if they're okay. And even if, God willing, that is your last roll of toilet paper, then Christ compels you maybe to share it with them or give it to them. The point is, don't just think according to your fears or your carnal mind. Allow the Holy Spirit to be inspiring with you what you're supposed to do and then believe that he can multiply any situation and any need that you have. So what can I, as a child of God, do with an obstacle? Many things. I can let it reveal my true colors, where I need to grow. I can turn to Christ for things like strength, wisdom, and courage. And I can let it even make me a better, more loving person if I'm willing to rise 
What I should never do is let an obstacle make me hard or mean or afraid. That is unacceptable. Or in the words of somewhere, someone somewhere, the devil can't get me down. I don't know about you, but when God shakes my life, I want perfume to come out, not fetid odor, like Augustine said. Can I share with you something, you guys, my church family, on this side that you may not see? Already, I have seen prayer warriors praying to end the spread of this virus. I've had people literally in our church tell me, Chris, I feel like if we would just pray, that would be the answer to ending all of this. And so guess what they do? They go home, they go, they close the door, and they go see God, and they are praying. They are praying, and I believe that their prayers are going to be heard. I also see volunteers helping those who are in the 65-plus self-isolated situation where they are shut in, and they, they, they can't go out, or they're being advised not to go out. We have volunteers who are coming to us saying, I know there are people in our church in this situation. How can I help? How can I bring food? We have people who are sacrificially bringing in food to stock the pantry. Walmart's crazy. Rayleigh's is crazy. We know that. But out of this, out of this, this leading of the Holy Spirit, they're still going and sacrificially bringing food here to fill the pantry for those who really, really need it. We have those who are helping the church equip itself with new technologies. we got people who are here trying to help us. How do we get online? How do we make this happen so that we can continue to stay united together? And also, I've seen countless believers encouraging each other in the faith. That when the enemy is hitting them hard, when their fears are really close to getting the best of them, I'm seeing believers text each other, call each other, knock on each other's door, cry with each other, hug each other, saying, fix your eyes on Jesus. What would Holy Spirit have you do? Don't shrink. Rise up. It is amazing what encouragement can do in times like these. Church family, I don't know about you, but I think this is terrific perfume. That as we are being shaken as a church, look at what is coming out of us. Let's keep it up, children of God. God alone knows all the hows and whys of what's going on. Please be careful. I know a lot of us speculate. This is why it's happening. This is, please be careful with that. God alone knows all the whys and the hows of what is going on. And we know he's in control no matter what. That's not the point. The point is, what are you doing with your obstacle? Are you helping out? Are you making the most of it? Are you growing in love? Are you turning to God in prayer? There are more than enough opportunities to go around, church family. So I say get in there and spread the perfume. Or maybe you already are. Then good job. Keep it up. Continue to encourage us all to follow after Christ. Devil's not going to get us down. I'm determined that for myself. I'm determined that for my family, that no matter what we go through, the devil is not going to get us down. In love, we're going to rise up. We're going to pray. We're going to seek his spirit, and we're going to obey. For the rest of us, I just want to close in a prayer, asking God to reveal to us in this time, in this moment, what, we, what he is calling us to do with this obstacle. Let Holy Spirit maybe reveal your true colors.
Maybe let him gently say, hey, I know this is hard, but I'm calling you to prayer. Just turn to Jesus in prayer. Or let it make you an even better person. Holy Spirit has an assignment for you. So just obey it. Fulfill it. And everything else will take care of itself. Let's go ahead and pray and ask Holy Spirit to come and to lead us into what he would have us do with our obstacles. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to obey you, to hear your voice. Jesus, we thank you that at the right hand of the Father, you already have victory. We do not need to be afraid or succumb to fear. But when we remember you already have the victory, it allows us to tune into the Holy Spirit and just ask, Holy Spirit, right now, what would you have us do with our obstacle? How would you lead us? How would you guide us? How can we please you? So Holy Spirit, come to every heart, to every home, to every platform where people are watching this. Lead us to be like Jesus. And I pray we would not shrink back in fear, but it would be times like this we'd rise up in love. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that your word has spoken to us about what we, as children of God, are to do with our obstacles. And you make everything work out for the good of those who love you. It's your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.